You're listening to the Bitcoin Takeover Podcast, the Bitcoin podcast for OGs and intermediaries. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, and like this episode. Also, read the new BTCT KVR magazine. This episode is sponsored by Wasabi Wallet, Crypto Steel, Shop in a Bit, and Sadodime. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. Welcome to the Bitcoin Takeover Podcast. I am Vlad, your Bitcoin influencer's influencer, and today I'm joined by Peter Todd and Sergey Kotliar, two very influential people in Bitcoin who have positioned themselves in different sides of the full RBF debate. And Peter has the most obvious stance right now. He expresses it with his hat. Sergey likes the New York Yankees. And that's what he expresses with his hat. But BitRefill apparently does not agree as a business. And also Synonym, which is created by John Carvalho. But they are the ones that were against full RBF. And I'm trying to understand the arguments because I read Peter's article, which is very long. It's about 20 minutes. It's, it's a 20-minute read. But it's pretty good. And I'm also trying to understand the business side of the argument because it seems like commercial activity might diminish because of this. So first of all, I want to ask you something on which you're going to agree, and then I'll let you argue. Right. So what do you think about this new Bitcoin Takeover magazine? Well, it's uh, it's very yellow and very orange. It's like very, Bitcoin. It's very, very Bitcoin, and it has pizza on it. It's great. I, I mean, pizza is okay. I think it has pizza inside as well. But uh, Bitcoiners are not supposed to eat pizza, but they eat pizza anyway. Hey, it's keto pizza, okay? It's one of the many values conflicts that we have here in Bitcoin. <laughs> so just for the record, Peter contributed to one of the articles with some review, and I would like to thank him for that. But that's not going to affect my moderation. <laughs> I'm going to try to not be biased against anyone, and we agreed that each one of them gets to talk for just as long okay. without interruption. So first of all, what is full RBF? You start, Sergey. Um. Right. Uh, uh, so um, uh, up until uh, at, at some point, uh, or arguably still, uh, there is a, um, a property uh, in uh, in Bitcoin uh, called the, the RBF flag, which one can set uh, on a transaction to make that transaction replaceable with another transaction that pays a higher fee. It's replaced by fee. Uh, up until today, it's been uh, been an optional. Uh, flag has been around for uh, five, six years, I think, uh, and uh, uh, some people use it. Um, the 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 thing is uh, that uh, many people don't use it, and if you don't use it, uh, there is an emergent property from the way that the Bitcoin network works, uh, is that you get a reasonably high level of security knowing that a transaction that you received 
uh, is going to uh, eventually confirm even before it's been mined in a block. This is what's called uh, zero conf. And, and this is, has been, it's not part of the consensus. It's not the same level of security uh, as you get from uh, being in a Bitcoin block, of course. But it's still good enough for a lot of cases uh, to work reliably um, to have a error rate of like much less than one in a hundred thousand uh, transactions. Um, every company that does that lets people buy stuff with Bitcoin at scale um, uses uh, this type of dynamic uh, in order to provide a better user experience because a lot of people don't understand uh, what this whole blockchain thing is why do I have to wait uh, I might you know I might I have run out of data on my phone and I need to refill it and and the the sort of the answer of you'll have to wait for an unspecified amount of time is not always uh, satisfactory for uh, for users and provides for um, for a bad user uh, less good user uh, experience let's say and so all of the companies that are doing Famous, not just Bitrefill, not just Synonym, I mean, it's just expressing his mind, but all of the others, if you talk to any of our competitors, any of the payment processor business and so on, they would all agree with this line of thinking. It's just that I think we and a few others have been the ones that spoke out about it in the mailing list and so on, and many others just didn't, I guess. But so the, the idea is to, to change the way that the Bitcoin network works such that every transaction will always be able to be replaceable and so therefore it will it will be trivial to uh, to cancel a transaction wallets will have a cancel transaction button so you you know you can't uh, obviously uh, rely on any transaction uh, that you receive until it's in in a block or ideally probably even two blocks i would say uh, because there are reorgs and then canceling would be a thing again right peter what is fullrbf well, I think some of that explanation was all right. I mean, you know, starting from the very beginning of Bitcoin, transactions were replaceable. Um, but Satoshi's initial implementation of this with N-sequence field turned out to be DOS tackable. So this eventually got replaced by the idea of transactions will be replaced if they pay a higher fee with this opt-in RBF bit set. But I think the, you know, the real disagreement here is about this reliability and also the usefulness of it. I mean, the statement, for instance, that, you know, this is like a one in a hundred thousand thing is certainly not correct. I mean, because, you know, I myself, I've probably done maybe, you know, 10 on-chain transactions in the past year. And one of them, by accident, I went and double spent because I'd sent a transaction with Green Wallet. It had a, not a high fee, not a kind of moderate fee. And at the time, of course, transaction fees happened to be going up, and the transaction just didn't get mined. And Green Wallet, like many other wallets, it will eventually drop the transaction when it expires. Because, you know, Bitcoin Core, um, it's got a timeout where eventually transactions just get dropped from the mempool. And, you know, there's technical reasons for that. But when that happened, and I went to go spend again from that same uh, green, you know, green address wallet... Well, sure enough, it went and reused the same UTXO, and I only realized later that I'd gone and screwed over the person who had gone and paid, you know, two weeks earlier. And that was like one out of maybe 10 transactions I've actually done on chain. It's, 
essentially all the transactions other than those few I've done on Lightning, which you know is the standard way to go accept transactions these days instantly. And I also can't agree with the statement that a lot of places accept zero confirmation transactions. I mean, I've run into very, very few instances where, that, where that's accepted. Um, one of the few counterexamples has been in-person Bitcoin exchange, where they already have my AML KYC info. And I'm actually really lucky that the time I accidentally ripped off someone wasn't one of those, because they would have had my info and they would be able to call the cops on me. I mean, simple as that. So for them to accept that on occasion isn't surprising. Although ironically, the double spend that I made by accident was at another AML KYC Bitcoin exchange, and even they had stopped accepting unconfirmed transactions as valid because people by accident were double spending them. I mean, that's just the reality of how this stuff works, and I, I cannot agree with these, with these claims. But isn't uh, the green wallet uh, one of those wallets that sets the RBF flag to make transactions uh, replaceable on purpose? So. Well, um, at the time, that it, it was not. And I was actually using green wallet specifically so I could go turn that off. Um, they've since changed that. But uh, at, at the time, that was not an RBF replaceable transaction. And the reason why it was replaced was not because of the flag. It's because it had expired. Like, it just hadn't been mined for two weeks, and I just hadn't noticed. Because, you know, I use that wallet so rarely. Like I say, nearly everything I do, I use Lightning for. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it's it's not, uh, you know, to say that everybody should rely. Uh, nobody has said that everybody should rely on, on uh, unconfirmed transactions. Um there are certain things that you need to have in place uh, in order to do that. You should probably be, be like operation with certain infrastructure, uh, make sure that transactions get rebroadcasted and so on. Uh, this sort of stuff did happen to us uh, a couple of times in 2017, but since then we've, we've added rebroadcasting. And so uh, at least to us, this sort of thing that doesn't happen with the current face bikes and the recent face bikes. So, um, and I mean, you know, the the argument, you know, not many companies use it. Well, just go out and ask them. Like, uh, let's go out to, you know, what what are the top, uh, uh, you know, the open nodes, your CoinGate, your BitPay, your uh, Coin Cards, your uh, Ibex, uh, uh, and they all like you ping them and say, hey, what do you think about this? And like, oh man, this this is bad. <laughs> let's not do it. Yeah, but. Not all of them participate in in, in the debate, but uh, you said uh, yesterday in your uh, lightning talk that like it's a small, uh, loud minority, something like that, uh, that, that has this view, and I, I strongly disagree. But I would, I guess, ask how, what's your arg argument for that? Well, I mean, you mentioned CoinGate as an example, and I've used them multiple times in the past year. Every single time, I paid with Lightning because that's what they. That's what they've supported. I've never actually run into a merchant on CoinGate that accepted ZeroConf. You know, I've looked on occasion just out of interest, and I just haven't run into these people. I mean, I'm I'm just not sure where you're coming from. I've Have you tested? Have you talked to them? Yeah, I've tested this stuff. With I mean, it's as far as I can tell, if it is a flag that they allow, like it's something that they can set on a per merchant basis. Because certainly I'm just not running into very many merchants who accept this. And I mean, the, I think the wider context here is like you got to remember this is a trade-off. Full RBF happens to go make multi-party transactions work a lot better. And, you know, a good example is um, something like Wasabi CoinJoin, where you have transactions created with literally hundreds of potential participants. 
And the thing that happens in a thing like Wasabi CoinJoin is if one of those participants double spends their coins with a low fee, they can get the transaction stuck for everyone else because that low fee will hold up that much higher fee transaction. And as long as they double spend with the RBF flag set off, this is going to happen. In fact, it just happened uh, apparently a few times recently. I, I asked Max yesterday and said it doesn't happen. Well, I mean, I asked him, like, I walked through, like, one of the recent transactions that got stuck, and, you know, that, that has happened recently. Right. Like, a, again, I think we're just disagreeing about basic facts here. But uh, I, so, I think they're using CPFP, not RBF. No, no, no. So the point is, um, in this scenario, someone had accidentally double-spent a coin, or maybe intentionally, we're, we can't be sure, and it happened to be about the same time as the coin join itself was created. Well, the low-fee version was the one that got to miners first. And thus, the coin join was held up for hours, waiting for something to go happen. And eventually, I, I'd have to double check, but I believe in this case, eventually it did got, it did, you know, something happened where the coin join eventually did get mined by someone who had dropped the original transaction or uh, replaced it. I, I'd want to double check the details on the, this particular example. But I mean, this is why full RBF is good, because it means that in these multi-party situations, which are a significant percentage of blockchain usage these days, and it's going to be higher with Lightning. Wasabi Wallet is unfairly private. It's the most advanced and most used Bitcoin privacy wallet with half a million downloads across Windows, Mac OS, and Linux, as well as thousands of fresh new Bitcoins getting mixed every month. Wasabi makes use of the new generation Wabi Sabi engine to create mega coin joins, thus mixing your Bitcoins with those of hundreds of other users. For amounts lower than 0.01 BTC and remixes, you pay no coordination fee. Even if you don't use CoinJoins, Wasabi Wallet has a native Tor integration and downloads block filters to help you keep your network level and public key privacy. Download Wasabi Wallet for free today at wasabiwallet.io and experience the future of Bitcoin privacy. You guarantee let's, let's, let's check progress. that and compare that with uh, how many uh, purchases happen with uh, with zero conf i mean like i i think that you're absolutely right that it's a question of trade-offs right we're we're trade-off uh, we're, we're the question is whether or not it's it's worth turning off this one uh, one uh, benefit let's say in order to prevent uh, a certain type of what's the opposite of benefit uh, inconvenience uh, that happens somewhere else and I, I think a utilitarian approach makes sense to like try to assess like how much is this happening how much is that happening like i mean so like the argument that everybody should just use lightning sure it's great yeah, I agree. You know, Bitrefill has been at the forefront of pushing Lightning in every way, and today we are a very significant percentage of of the commercial activity that happens uh, on the Lightning network as a whole. But like, it like it's still a fact that like eighty ninety percent of Bitcoin users today are not using Lightning, and I wish it wasn't so. I'm working very hard to change that. Yeah. Um, but but it's the reality, and there is like there's no one reason. There's many different reasons for why why it's so. But changing the the on-chain uh, payment dynamic is not going to make people switch to Lightning. It's just going to make them use Bitcoin less. But I mean to be clear, remember the argument here is not that 90% of Bitcoin users 
use on chain. The argument is that is the percentage of Bitcoin users that use on chain and take advantage of ZeroConf. Now, for instance, with BitRefill, if I were to go and try to use ZeroConf with BitRefill right now, you guys ask for a fee that's much higher than default to assure that the transaction doesn't get double spent. Because, you know, mempool fields are very high right now. Mempool, mempools are completely we, full. We have a custom, uh, custom fee estimation algorithm to make sure that it's relatively high. Well, in the, I'm in paying a $25 phone bill. What transaction fee do you want on that $25 phone bill? So like we, at the moment. Uh, we can check, but well, uh, check. It, it doesn't have to, anything to do with uh, uh, with the, the phone bill. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the transaction is. Because yeah. r- right now, to get like next block confirmation, it's on the order of like a dollar fifty for a standard. You know, one we don't charge more than a next block confirmation. We would charge a few blocks deep actually because we do zero conf. If, if it's a zero conf transaction, I mean, last last I looked at, and we don't refill, charge it. We we just well, recommend be, it. Yeah, well, you ask for a fee high yeah. enough. Yeah. And then the problem is, if the fee is low enough, I'm not going to get the advantage of zero comp because you guys can't accept it. Yeah, well, we set it within within a, you know a, a sensible a sensible range uh, for for a lot of different reasons. Again, like this stuff is is not trivial. Don't do this at home. Um, well, so I mean, let's go look at it. What's if I was to I'm, go I'm buy just, that? Uh, what, what what would I what, what fee rate would you want before you'd even accept it? I guess you pick your service for which you want to pay. Your bill. No, I mean he's the one running a bit, bit refill. Sure, but I mean it's it's like uh, I think it's important to say that like you're trying to present this as a bit refill thing, yeah, and and it's really not. Like uh, again, all major uh, payment uh, processing type business, gift card uh, stores, uh, uh, regular stores, and so on. Not all, well, but most. Yeah, I'm assuming you guys know what you're doing. So that you are probably as optimal as you can be. Thus, you would ex- you would accept the lowest fee out of any of these services. I mean, other services aren't going to be so more right, reckless. Right now, Bitrefill uh, requires uh, uh, 40 sats per V-byte. And we check compared to Green Wallet. Well, so compared to like mempool.space, yeah, 40 sats per V-byte is a high priority. So you really want me to go pay a $1.50 yeah. Transaction fee on like my twenty-five dollar phone bill. What do you want them to pay? Well, I mean, obviously, if I use Lightning, it's not going to be very much. And I, 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 agree, I really got to ask the, how many people are really paying this much for this type of service. I mean, there's an there's an order of magnitude more people that are paying on chain with zero conf than are paying with Lightning. Yeah, uh, so it, it, it's uh, again. I wish it wasn't so. I've been pushing Lightning as hard as I can for five years now. But but like the reality is that a lot of people are not switching to Lightning for a bunch of reasons, and in in those scenarios, like if you like the alternative, so we, my my colleague uh, was uh, uh, going to buy a T-shirt uh, uh, here in the store. He went to refill his his Lightning wallet from his regular wallet. He made an all-chain transaction actually from Green Wallet. It got stuck in the mempool, and mm. well, I mean with Green Wallet, he can go bump the fee. Probably. I mean, yeah. one of the reasons why but Green Wallet dropped the option to turn RBF off was precisely because they were getting support calls yeah. but from people but who send transactions and get them stuck. I mean, it's a terrible user experience. Like this y- is why the so thing many is wallets that don't most... allow you to turn it off anymore. Right. But uh, to be honest, I, I think that like I think RBF is useful for a lot of things. It's useful for power users. It's useful for programmatic transactions, multi-party, and so on. Like in terms of regular people using it to bump transactions. We we know for a fact that a lot of people are 
unaware of this dynamic. It's not being exposed. It's not like doesn't make sense. We, we saw, for example, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, uh, we we had help of a researcher that uh, uh, ran some some data when the, there was like a big dump of transactions from Binance. They dumped like 80 blocks at exactly 13.5 or something like that, and so there there was like. A good amount of transactions that were, you know, they had fee estimated, they'd done everything right, they're gonna be next block, and then boom, this thing happened. And like out of all of those transactions, it was 1% that successfully did the bump to get above. Uh, well, hang on. So that's not that 1% successfully did the bump, that's 1% that chose to. You know, these are very different statements. Sure, you do not sure. know that those other 99% of transactions were retail transactions that needed to be done in no, time. No, I, I have no idea about anything, yeah. neither do you. But we do know, uh, I mean, we didn't count the sort of one sat per byte, uh, sort of, you know, uh, like we looked at the ones that had used fee estimation, all of these things. Uh, well, and also your 1% is obviously not correct because out of that, roughly 30% of transactions turned RBF on these days. Yeah. But and, uh, and that's well, the thing. So, in fact, the percentage is more like 3% of that. Yeah. Yeah, of that. Yes. Which, you know, is already sounding kind of high. Like, I wouldn't expect RBF to be something that gets used too often because obviously a lot of transactions, you can go send them and, like, you can go wait. It's, it's fine. When can you ever send them that you can go wait? Lots of times. I mean, when I go do a deposit to an exchange, it, for the few times you know I've done it on chain, usually it's, yeah, I can go send transaction and it might come. I think you know, you're making ready. a lot of assumptions about well, the exchange uh, users uh, being uh, like you. I would ask an exchange person, uh, well, I mean, support team uh, what, to what, see. What, what this what, comes down to, though, is you've got to look at how many people are actually doing on-chain commerce. Obviously, if I'm going to pay $1.50 for $25, but you're, That's you're a not, pretty strong you're, you're disincentive. Not, you're not paying more. Uh, there's uh, uh, it's incorrect to say that zero conf causes people to pay more. Yes, it does. Uh, it in fact, I it causes them to pay less. No, it means yeah. I have to pay a high enough fee that you will accept it as zero conf. Well, you could pay a lower fee and not get zero conf. Like, uh, well, and you can you can wait for weeks and weeks, and some people do, and you know, good on them. But. CryptoSteel is the original Bitcoin cold storage backup, and it's been innovating self-custody since 2013. Designed and manufactured in Europe from the finest and most resistant stainless steel, the CryptoSteel cassette and the CryptoSteel capsule are industry standards. These cold storage devices are made to resist house fires, extreme floods, and physical shocks. You can also use CryptoSteel to store your important passwords, BIP39 passphrase, or Noster private key. Buy your CryptoSteel today from CryptoSteel.com and use promo code BTCTKVR to get a 10% discount. CryptoSteel. Secure your Bitcoin like an OG. The idea, and this is very important, is that the Bitcoin mempool and the blocks are, are unpredictable. Like even in normal times, even if you ignore things like Binance dumping a bunch of transactions, you don't know, is the next block going to be in 10 minutes or is it going to be an hour or two hours? And you don't know what the fear rates are going to be. There's a high likelihood that, you know, you would need to uh, bump the fees and so on. And again, like a lot of people uh, are not able to figure out how to do it. Like we frequently get support tickets from people who use the wallet that has RBF uh, uh, set to on, that have their transaction well, stuck, and they're wondering how, what to how do. How is this situation? I mean, again, like if I go upstairs to the ATM that's actually just above our heads, 
and I want to go and deposit money into there and get cash back, it does not let me do it with ZeroConf because it's just not safe enough for them to go do this. I mean, the some do sometimes, right? Well, I, I've run into very few that allow this, with the one exception of things that have AML KYC, which is not depending on ZeroConf. Okay. And even in that case, sure. like I said before, they're switching because users by accident double spend them, so, which causes headaches. Uh, how about, I guess, why don't we lift this like, up I, I, a, a certain level? Because like uh, we, a bunch of people are using Bitcoin in a certain way. Yeah, you're arguing that uh, it's, it is bad and therefore we should change change the way that the network works so, well, so because other big, things are more valuable. I think our big disagreement, though, is that statement of a bunch of people. I'm not seeing the evidence for that. Like, if I go and buy, you know, a bit of file hosting on Bitcoin or, like, you know, there's file download sites, as an example, that have been supporting Bitcoin for years. I've never seen any of them. But even, let's, let's... Yeah, hang on. This uh, is anecdotal. I've never seen any of them that allowed me to get a service for on-chain Bitcoin without a confirmation. Mulvad, you know, the VPN, it, it wants confirmation before it gives me service. I, I just, I'm not seeing the evidence that this is actually widespread. I mean, you seem have to Have you looked? So. I have, and, I'm, and I, I'm sorry, but I keep on running into services that do not accept ZeroConf over I, and over I, and over again. I think again. you have you're a selection bias. Very few, well, you're yeah. one of the very few I've seen that do. No, but like, I, w I would talk to, like the, again, the big players, the, the, the open nodes. Uh, I haven't checked CoinGate myself, but I'm pretty sure that they do the same as we do. Um, well, you, well, the well you should is, go check this. Well, I asked uh, the open. Note, I asked OpenNode and Ibex because I know them personally, and I don't know Coin, uh, CoinGate, so I didn't ask them. Um, does OpenNode accept Lightning? Of course. Does does the majority of transactions on OpenNode uh, come from on chain? Well, I mean, like again, the fact of the matter is, over and over again, like. Over and over again, I see people just not accepting ZeroConf. You are one of the very few services I've found. Like, name an actual merchant who I can go right now on the internet and get something for ZeroConf other than BitRefill. Check CoinCards is our, one of our competitors. Uh, check uh, OpenNode. I would check Well, no, no, no. OpenNode's, a, OpenNode's um, a payment gateway. I mean, an actual sure. merchant using them. I mean, there is a problem that relatively f very few uh, merchants are using uh, are well, using so your Bitcoin argument at all. is it's so big yet you can't actually give an example of a merchant. I mean, if this was something that was widely used, you'd have a very easy time. But like I say, no, even the ATM that's, that's above our heads does that's, not that's accept. Not, that's not fair. That, 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 that's an in, ingenious. Uh, um, like, just I mean, I, the I fact gave that you there are few like a whole bunch of examples of things that did not accept ZeroConf. I mean, my VPN provider. I gave you a bunch of examples of things that do accept no, ZeroConf. Examples of services that potentially could that represent the large, charge, but, large but chunk. You, but you haven't given me an example of actual merchants using these services. What difference does it make if it's it a merchant it, or if it's a well, payment processor? I mean, I don't. I, for instance, I don't know whether or not the like the case with the pr payment processor. Certainly, if a merchant gets double spent, obviously the payment processor is not going to just go and give them their money. You know, there will be some some mechanism where eventually they're going to cut the losses. Now, if ZeroConf works I so well, if it's like that. hang on. If ZeroConf works so well, surely tons of merchants would go turn it on, and you'd find a very easy way to say, "Oh yeah, there's this merchant, this merchant, this merchant." But you're not saying that. You're saying, "Yeah, yeah, these payment processors offer it as an option," but you're not providing the evidence that this is actually gets used. 
We can ask them. I mean, like uh, we we can ask either of them. I've asked uh, uh, well, the 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 founders. I, I would uh, what have expected you to come to this debate yeah. with this information. I, I'm coming to. But you but you're not providing the the important detail of things that actually accept it. You're providing a detail of payment okay, processes. Okay, so you have uh, uh, IBEX announced. The thing is that merchants that accept Bitcoin are are uh, as a whole. Like gift cards are a big chunk uh, of uh, uh, of uh, uh, of consumer commerce with crypto. Like How do very, you know? very big. How do you know? We ran estimations. How? Um, how do you know this? Um, <laughs> you you make make guesstimates. Do you have companies I mean, how, like how do you like BitPay that business like Molfat does as an example? No, I mean uh, you can't know for sure, but uh, you you use whatever publicly available data and you make an estimation. Um, I mean, you mentioned BitPay, and like BitPay you, is an you example had, where I can't pay on BitPay without getting doxxed. You know, people say BitPay is a joke. BitPay is like, problematic, and and they're, and, uh, and they're relatively small. I mean, still probably orders of magnitude larger than Mulvad, but um, but well, how do you know this? Well, BitPay's number I know. Uh, the other things you can kind of guess. But well, all right. how how many millions of dollars of business do, does BitPay actually do per year? Like is that number published? Yes, they publish it is on it Bitpay.com slash stats. Probably not. But 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 it's not a very high number, so I don't think it's a lie. Um but uh, I, I, uh, mean, I mean could you agree at least that it's probably true that the supermajority of Bitcoin transactions are for exchanges? Yes. Well, can you name an exchange that'll accept zero? No, cost? exchanges don't do that. Well, so right there, we've already made the argument that the supermajority of Bitcoin transactions are not using ZeroConf because it's sure, for exchanges. But the supermajority of transactions are also not using multi-party transactions. So, like, yeah, the question is, if, well, if you mean, want apples to apples, you compare how many multi-party transactions are happening and how many commercial transactions are happening, and and those numbers are actually published. Uh, at least if you look at Wasabi and Samurai, and you. Well, I mean, was, Wasabi at times gets up to like mid single digits in terms of total Bitcoin volume. It's, it is a very widely used uh, thing. Obviously, sure, sure. Well, I mean, the way people use Wasabi CoinJoin is such. But that how many fees, transactions? You know, it's such that as fees go up, people go use it less because usually you CoinJoin in a long time frame. But in terms of percentage of blockchain space, I mean, the number I've heard them say, you know, might get up to like five percent in low yeah. fees. Yeah. Like again, I, I think like the it's good that we're having this conversation. Yeah, I I think that sort of when doing things like pushing for a, a change in how uh, the Bitcoin network de facto works, um, which it is pushing for a change. Um, it, it's for one thing, it's it's important to know how it's being used, and I think it's it's relevant to uh, sort of take into consideration. Yeah, you know, uh, we have pros, we have cons, and like the way that Bitcoin generally works is that, yeah, you know, there's all kinds of people using it in all kinds of strange and unexpected ways, and like if there's not rough consensus of things, it just tends to not change. And I mean, to be clear, you're you're really more talking about how things like softworks happen. This is not an example of software. This is something where anyone can choose. But that's to run a technicality, this. right? There's I don't think it's a significant technicality. There's a ton of things that are just variables in Bitcoin Core that are de facto properties of the Bitcoin network. Like there is no consensus well, saying that. We don't that rely on this stuff. I mean, you do not rely do. for security reasons on the standardness properties of Bitcoin. You know, like. Sure. You have yeah. to accept that transactions can get mined and propagated in all kinds of ways. Sure. I mean, with ZeroConf itself. Every single time Bitcoin Core 
makes a change to the exact standardness rules, it becomes extremely easy to double spend people because you just send one transaction with slightly different And know, yet different we do hundreds of thousands of transactions every year and we don't see it happening. And well, our competitors see, do the same I, thing. I don't believe and you. And don't see it happening. Because I've what? done this by accident. In so, hundreds so, of thousands, so go do it, it on sense. Go do it on BitRefill and prove the point. Like you, 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 I'm, I'm giving you carte blanche. If it's so easy, <laughs> just click click on your phone or, or whatever and make it happen and you will have proven your argument. But again, even that doesn't really matter. Well, because you know, a good example is in Canada. Um, there was a, a major ATM vendor that did accept ZeroConf. And they found themselves defrauded to a tune of about a quarter million dollars and stopped. Yeah, I, re I read that. You posted that link. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, that story, uh, they were being uh, defrauded every day for 10 days. And it took them 10 days until they turned it off. So I think it's pretty safe to say that these guys did not mega know what they were doing. Yeah, and maybe not see well, them as I mean, this, this as, might as explain why so few people actually accept this. But it's I mean, not so few. Well, yeah. you, again, you can't even provide an example of another I'd, merchant I other did. than... No, you provide an example of payment processor. Coin cards uh, sells gift cards and... Uh, All right, so if you have BitRefill and coin cards. So you have two entities you can go name that accept... ZeroConf. And I think that those two entities do probably half of all of the commercial activity. Remember the paper wallet? Ah, uh, yes. The good old days when you printed your Bitcoin private key on an offline computer? It was so fun, but not really easy and totally not secure. Today, we have Sadodime, a chip card that acts just like your good old paper wallet, but with all the modern security features and top-notch functionality. It turns your Bitcoin into a bearer asset, which you can easily trade in person. Thanks to NFC, you can use the Sadodime card with your smartphone. Creating a new pair of Bitcoin keys takes just two swipes. Check your balance in real time, create multiple key pairs. Whenever you want, you can reveal your Bitcoin wallet's private key with just a single click. The simple uncluttered interface lets you quickly see if a key pair has been unsealed. Finally, the cold storage you've been looking for. Available now on satodime.io. Well, I mean, this sounds very centralized. Like one, one, one argument you can go make here is if we have a system where only highly centralized entities with big engineering teams can make use of, sure, that, that gives them a huge advantage. That's not good for Bitcoin. We don't want to give yeah, BitRefill an advantage where like mom and pop. Yeah, and, and so the alternative, because uh, the user experience of paying and waiting for an unspecified amount of time for a transaction to confirm is that companies will start, start offering uh, accounts like BitRefill has accounts, and when people have this issue, we'll, we'll direct them to accounts. We do that with RBF customers already. Yeah, and that, if something, is a centralizing pressure. And I'm trying to actually sort of decentralize, make it easier for people to we, run a we BTC have, We have lightning. Whatever. I mean, that's the, that's the way this stuff's going to end up going. Also, I mean, the fact is, if we go to Li people... Lightning's been stuck at 3% of transactions for, for like <laughs> three, four years. Like, let's be real about this. Lightning let's is try definitely to... growing. And, you know, one way I can go see it that is... is here, sitting in like Paralee, Polys, or however heck you pronounce it's, that. This place is not representative of Bitcoin users as a whole. It's a very important fact. Like, yeah. I mean, you, your service isn't representative of Bitcoin users as a whole. We've already established the supermajority of transaction volume is between exchanges. I mean... Is that a good thing? Isn't that a centralizing factor? I don't. I don't think it's good or bad. But I mean, the, it's just it, how people you're, use you're, Like, we shouldn't argue about that. I mean, the question is, people are using Bitcoin a certain way should we uh, sh uh, should we break it for whatever reason well i don't want yeah. to say we're breaking it 
I would say we are going and fixing up a big problem with it, which is that people go send transactions that get stuck. I mean, this is why wallet authors have been turning off the ability to disable RBF. Yeah, only only very minor niche wallets, like such, gre- well, such as Green Wallet. Well, what, what do you think is a major wallet? Um, I mean, I presented the data on major used uh, wallets uh, that we collect. It's, it's user submitted, but uh, it's directionally uh, trustworthy. It corresponds to our experience of talking to customers. Well, what, what, what's your like major wallets? Things like Exodus, uh, Blockchain.com, Bitcoin.com, uh, orders of magnitude larger than, than the green wallets. And uh, so optimizing what the many... Uh, Breaking what the many I, I use, mean, even if you uh, don't uh, like hang it. Hang on, for well, let's that go into a bit more detail. The so, few use. I mean, I've seen how you go and get wallet info. I mean, what you go do is you ask users to yeah. say, whereas the default is I don't have to do that, and I just yeah. get an address to go put money into. Now, sure. Now, what percentage of people click through the wallet versus just get an address? 40%. 40%. So... Right there, I mean that that looks like a very yeah, and the other sixty percent are all using green wallets, of course. Well, no, I mean, and they're <laughs> likely pe- people who don't who use a wallet that's somewhat more sophisticated and don't realize, like, you know, and don't, aren't dumb no, enough to. I mean, uh, Electrum shows up in the stats. Uh, uh, we we see uh, Bitcoin Core shows up in the stats. Like a lot of wallets show up in the stats. Green wallet does not show up in the stats, um, but uh, I mean, to be clear, I mean, Bitcoin Core these days is RBF by default too. Yeah, but uh, Electrum is in fact sure. Electrum is another example, which is um, getting yeah. But rid these of are RBF. power user wallets. They they know what they're doing. Like I'm I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about the normies, the, the the regular people, the broad majority of, uh, of people who use Bitcoin in the world. Well, I mean, well, you know, when I've been in places where an ordinary, you know, quote unquote ordinary people have been using Bitcoin, it's been places in like Macedonia where you go sit in a Bitcoin exchange for a while, and people come in and out with their Binance accounts and USDT. Yeah. I mean that's that's the main way that you know money gets yeah. transferred around, and, uh, and the few that come that and the more we break Bitcoin, the more of that we're going to see, and this is why I'm I'm, I'm making well, this argument. But I mean the fact is like mempool fullness breaks Bitcoin for that use case anyway. I mean that like you can't get away from this. I mean no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. We've we've been if doing fine through multiple fee spikes, so it's just imp- like it, it, I think this is one of the cases. Ten dollar transaction fees for phone cards? No, you're not. I'm I'm presenting this uh, d- data on stage in actually in 15 minutes, so you can come uh, come and listen, and uh, y- 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 you'll see there there's the nuance to, to these things. Um, I I think yeah I, I think kind the of nuance ne- here is like what you're doing is it is you know that part of what you're doing is a dying business. That's just inevitable. I well, mean, it's I transaction mean, fees go up. Like the, that the fact that something the fact that something is inevitable is not the reason to break it. Yeah, you know, if kids made a sandcastle on the beach, would you, would you go jump on I it just because the sandcastle is going it. to... Being able to replace transactions, having multi-party transactions work, this isn't breaking we're, stuff. We're breaking one thing, fixing another, right? And and the people that are, are using the one thing are, are providing feedback, real-world data, and so on. And you're coming back with, in theory, it doesn't work in theory, but... Uh, well, I mean, again... Else. You you came to us. You came here with two examples of merchants that accepted ZeroConf, and of course, like I, I said, I, 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 there's I, I, very few I've run into that accept this at all. You know, even places are. I, I, I came to you with examples of uh, major merchants and the, uh, and you payment processor businesses that represent a significant chunk. Well, uh, in your of, example, of the known the commercial process business is misleading because that is. Pr- a service that provides a service, but you did not say whether or not that service actually gets used. 
you know, if I could have a CoinGate account, my understanding is I can choose whether or not to accept Zerkov. And I've never but run most into of anyone. CoinGate transactions are sales of gift cards. Uh, well, that I've, they're I've selling never on run their into websites. a CoinGate thing that accepted Zerkov. Let's let's go and ask them. Y- y- like uh, again, uh, I, I asked the OpenNode people, I asked the Ibex people. I got the same response. Yeah, they're doing the same as as, as we do, and they feel the same way uh, that we do. Whether or not it's an option and what the risk profile is, I actually don't. I mean, don't know. it's unfortunate. It doesn't change the question of should we just r- run out mm-hmm. and change something that. Some people, significant number of people, uh, are using with Bitcoin that is working well, uh, reliably, according to their data, uh, according to re- real-world uh, data uh, that uh, hasn't been disproven. It's not like what? Uh, oh, we're running a leaky funnel I, I, and I we're just doing it for fun. You, I, I don't you can't you, argue I, with data. No, I don't think you, you can argue that this has been pr- even proven. Um, like th- there's nothing to prove here. It's just like, okay, well, statistically, well, wait, well, well, it, it well, doesn't is, happen. What is to be like aviation? Planes crash. Your argument should we stop flying? Shop and Bit is the online store where you can buy anything with your Bitcoin. Choose between more than 800,000 products, book flights and hotels, and order everything else through the concierge service. With Shop and Bit, you can buy your weekly groceries, get the latest iPhone, upgrade your computer, buy something sexy for your new girlfriend, book a trip to El Salvador through the travel hacking service, and also grab a copy of the latest Bitcoin takeover magazine to read in the airplane. Everything is integrated with a familiar shopping experience that doesn't track you and deletes your data after the order gets completed. You also get a 3% discount if you pay in Bitcoin. Try Shopping Bit today and use promo code BTCTKVR for a 5 euro discount on your first order. Statistically, double spends don't happen. I mean, we have an example canned of an ATM provider that got ripped off an enormous amount of money. Certainly, if double spends didn't happen, the ATM above our heads would it's implementation details. Uh, if because the argument is certainly the ATM uh, above our heads would would accept zero conf. Well, well, if if double spends did happen, then certainly Bitrefill wouldn't be accepting them. So uh, well, you know, it's the same argument. Well, I mean, and I, I'm sitting I, here. Well, I'm not talking about someone specified who's not who's not here. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it seems to me that the way BitRefill does it is it's actually kind of hard to be in a position where I can go make a non-trivial amount of money off you this way, which also suggests to me that maybe you're not actually as vulnerable to zero conf double spins as you expect, and it wouldn't make that much of a difference. What do you mean? Look, if I go and double spend you, I will wind up with a gift card that pretty quickly gets attached to my real-world identity. No, I mean, gift cards are the most, uh, the second most fro- uh, theft-prone uh, product in the them? world. We get attacked uh, all day, every day. We get user accounts getting hacked. We get us uh, getting trying to get hacked. We we have our, all every one of our payment methods uh, has been uh, been attacked. Uh, we have uh, centralized payment methods that have been attacked. Uh, we have customers trying to scam our support. Gift cards are extremely desirable for fraud. Yeah, and, and the fact that we're not seeing this breakdown uh, for selling the number two after Bitcoin uh, most fraud-prone uh, product in the world shows that it is, that it is relatively reliable. Yet, and the fact that our competitors are doing the same cash. with the same results. Well, yet entities that sell cash, which is clearly desirable for fraud, 
they wind up not accepting ZeroConf because it is too risky. So I mean, good on them. See, this like some suspicious. people use, some people use it, some people don't. This seems suspicious. Okay, like uh, I'm, I'm sitting here in the open. I'm presenting oh. my data regularly. Um, uh, well, well, and I'm what sure else why can be? Your data probably shouldn't be believed because there's something something off about what you're saying. Why? What's my incentive? What am I trying to well, do yeah, here? I am think I your incentive to is try to go push a business model that isn't actually working that well. I mean, I, how, I've, how would I've, it, I've run uh, into this myself with like ATM providers where, you know, I've had them reach out to me for consulting for how to go stop zero comp double spends from happening. And well, one of the things they say is, well, shit, you know, like, please keep this private because like our investors are going to learn that our business doesn't work that well. Okay. So <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not like, sure I trust you that much. Uh, you don't have to trust me. I don't trust you either. <laughs> like, like Bitcoin at this point is around 30% of our volume. Uh, you know, BitRefill is going to be fine. We have user accounts. Uh, we have centralized, uh, centralized accounts. We have Lightning. Uh, we oh, have so Tether we can do Trump. full RBF. BitRefill yeah. will be fine. Good. Uh, <laughs> we will be fine. Uh, I think Bitcoin will be worse off, and this is why I'm bringing it up. Um, mm. Because my desired out outcome for Bitcoin is for many people to be using Bitcoin. Uh, I'm not against people using other things, but I would prefer that they were using Bitcoin. And so um, it, it breaks my heart to see uh, things that are working reliably and well uh, being broken for for a noble cause for for an exploit that is is not happening at any well any I mean regularity. to be clear it it is happening I mean Wasabi got hit with it just the other week I mean they told me they didn't so uh, well I mean I I, 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 I spoke to them recently and I, I maybe believe you they hit yeah 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 maybe yeah, I really need to go happen. have a talk in five minutes uh, well, maybe we, thanks for being here you, you can have the I last will word. say we do agree on one thing nice shirt thank you can we do a part two or something. Could sure. be interesting. Right. It would be great to do a part two. And just for the record, some people might be confused right now. RBF is a proposal by Peter Todd <laughs> from 2013. I think it was 2013. Well, RBF is a proposal that's been in Bitcoin since like 2016. Full RBF is something which is an option in Bitcoin. Like quite yeah, literally, yeah. if you put full, you know, mempool full RBF equals one in your Bitcoin comp file, you turn it on. By default, Bitcoin transactions should used to rely on this principle of first seen, and they would be put in the mempool. Is this correct? And you would wait for a confirmation until a miner picked up your transaction according to the fee that you paid. But as more activity started pouring into Bitcoin, it got more difficult to get your transaction confirmed. And in some cases, there were nodes that were dropping your transaction after a certain amount of time. I mean, can, can we mining is auction, but you yeah, guys can, I, I, think, think, I, I really need to run. This. You should run. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah. There's going to be a second part. Yeah. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, and like this episode. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.